O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, June 21st. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Balak. Numbers 22, 21-40 When he arose in the morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and departed with Moabite dignitaries. But Hashem was incensed at his going, so an angel of Hashem placed himself in his way as an adversary. He was riding on his donkey with two servants alongside. When the donkey caught sight of the angel of the Lord standing in the way, with his drawn sword in his hand, The donkey swerved from the road and went into the fields, and Balaam beat the donkey to turn her back onto the road. The angel of the Lord then stationed himself on a lane between the vineyards with a fence on either side. The donkey, seeing the angel of the Lord, pressed herself against the wall and squeezed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he beat her again. Once more the angel of the Lord moved forward and stationed himself on a spot so narrow that there was no room to swerve to the right or left. When the donkey now saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam, and Balaam was furious and beat the donkey with his stick. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times? Balaam said to the donkey, You have made a mockery of me. If I had a sword with me, I would kill you. The donkey said to Balaam, Look! 
I am the donkey that you have been riding all along until this day. Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? And he answered, No. Then the Lord uncovered Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, his drawn sword in his hand. Thereupon he bowed right down to the ground. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? It is I who came out as an adversary, for the errand is obnoxious to me. And when the donkey saw me, she shied away because of me those three times. If she had not shied away from me, you are the one I should have killed while sparing her. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I erred because I did not know that you were standing in my way. If you still disapprove, I will turn back. But the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men. But you must say nothing except what I tell you. So Balaam went on with Balak's dignitaries. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at Ur-Moab, which is on the Arnon border at its farthest point. Balak said to Balaam, When I first sent to invite you, why didn't you come to me? Am I really unable to reward you? But Balaam said to Balak, And now that I have come to you, have I the power to speak freely? I can utter only the word that Hashem puts into my mouth. Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kiriath-Huzoth. Balak sacrificed oxen and sheep and had them served to Balaam and the dignitaries with him. In the morning, Balak took Balaam up to Bamoth Baal. From there he could see a portion of the people. 2 Kings 1, 1-25 After Ahab's death, Moab rebelled against Israel. Akayasu fell through the lattice in his upper chamber at Samaria, Shamron, and was injured. So he sent messengers whom he instructed, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. But an angel of Hashem said to Eliyahu the Tishbite, Go and confront the messengers of the king of Shomron, Samaria, and say to them, Is there no Hashem in Israel that you go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Assuredly, thus said Hashem, You shall not rise from the bed you are lying on, but you shall die. And Elijah went. The messengers returned to Akaziahu, and he asked, Why have you come back? They answered him, A man came toward us and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you, and say to him, Thus said Hashem, Is there no Hashem in Israel that you must send to inquire Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Assuredly, you shall not rise from the bed you are lying on, but shall die. What sort of man was it, he asked them, who came toward you and said these things to you? A hairy man, they replied, with a leather belt tied around his waist. That's Elijah the Tishbite, he said. Then he sent to him a captain of fifty with his fifty men. He climbed up to him and found him sitting at the top of a hill. Men of Hashem, he said to him, by order of the king, come down. Elijah replied to the captain of the fifty, If I am a man of Hashem, let fire come down from heaven and consume you with your fifty men. And fifty and fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty men. The king then sent him 
another captain with his fifty men, and he addressed him as follows, Man of Hashem, by order of the king, come down at once. But Elijah answered him, If I am a man of Hashem, let fire come down from heaven and consume you with your fifty men. And fire of Hashem came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty men. Then he sent a third captain of fifty with his fifty men. The third captain of fifty climbed to the top, knelt before Elijah, and implored him, saying, O man of Hashem, please have regard for my life and the lives of these fifty servants of yours. Already fire has come from heaven and consumed the first two captains of fifty and their men. I beg you, have regard for my life. Then the angel of Hashem said to Elijah, Go down with him, do not be afraid of him. So he rose and went down with him to the king. He said to him, Because you sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, as if there were no Hashem in Israel, whose word you could seek, assuredly you shall not rise from the bed which you are lying on, but you shall die. And Akhazyahu died according to the word of Hashem that Elijah had spoken. Jehoram succeeded him as king in the second year of King Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat of Yehuda, for he had no son. The other events of Akhayahu's reign and his actions are recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. Acts 13, 42-14, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy, and spoke against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing that you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set you to be a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women, and the chief men of the city, and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them, and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. 
But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held with the Jews, and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made, both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers, to use them despitefully to stone them, they were aware of it, and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the region that lies round about. And there they preached the gospel. Psalm 139, 1-24 O Yahweh, you have searched me and known me. You know my down-sitting and my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. You compass my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have beset me behind and before and have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain to it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yes, the darkness hides not from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you have possessed my reins, you have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in your book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also! are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Surely you will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloody men, for they speak against your wickedness, wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Yahweh, that hates you? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against you? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Proverbs 17, 19-21 He loves transgression that loves strife, and he that exalts his gate seeks destruction. He that has a froward heart finds no good, and he that has a perverse tongue falls into mischief. He that begets a fool does it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. Please enjoy this beautiful classic hymn, The Old Rugged Cross. This week's hymn comes to us through a man named George Bernard. He wrote this in 1913. 
This song is two years away from being on a Smucker's Jar. For you folks overseas, you might want to Google that, but uh, it's almost 100, that's what I'm trying to say. This is a wonderful song. It's the old rugged cross. It talks about uh, a commitment to cling to the reality of the cross of Christ. That's what it's all about. Nothing is more important than that simple truth. Please enjoy the old rugged cross. Exchange. 
crooked cross till my trophies at last I lay I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange someday for a crown. I'll exchange someday. Hold tight to the cross. Have a great week. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.